Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. Oh, it's Artcast, it's Artcast, it's Artcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair. Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care. Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too. Adjust your volume, it's Artcast. Philip J. Mellon welcomes you, so sit back, oh yeah, it's Artcast, loading artists, audio inside, loading artists, audio inside, Well, Sue, welcome to Outcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, you ready for the first question? Shoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what were some some of your first experiences with painting, or when do you feel like you got serious about it? Um, I I got serious about painting when I rented my first studio, which would have been in about 2006. Yeah. And um, prior to that, I was in a bedroom in my house, which is um, not, for me, conducive to getting much done in my studio because too many other things interrupt me. And it was really terrific to have lots of dedicated hours to just focusing on painting. And, yeah, yeah that was a gift. So. Oh, cool, yeah, because I noticed some of your paintings um – they they're rather large, aren't they? like say around forty by sixty inches or yeah. Late this year in particular, I've been painting really large. I just yeah. finished a piece that is one hundred and forty four um, wide, so twelve inch, twelve feet wide, seven feet high. Wow, thing yeah. I've ever painted. So <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, I live across uh, the country from you, but it would be nice to see it work someday. But you know, just say from. From the website, they to me they seem like they have like a similar presence. Even the smaller ones, they, unless you check out the dimensions, you you really can't tell by the image itself that what what the size is compared to say something that is 12 feet or versus you know like 14 by 17. Or, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you're not the first person to say that to me. That people think the smaller work is much bigger. Than yeah. Than, yeah. Yeah. You know, I I do play around with space a lot, and yeah. that's part of that's part of it. And you oh, cool. talked yeah. about first um, experiences with art, and it it occurred to me a few years back when I was a kid. What I used to do is um, I I loved architecture, and I I mean, I'm talking when I was six or seven, I would lay out two by fours on the grass or sticks and create these um, floor plans. Oh yeah, and I, you know, it, it's clear that still resonates today in what I'm doing. 
Yeah, that's that's wild. I mean, um, I think I, I agree. I, I I think that there's like a certain structure that's architectural with some of your work. Maybe all of it, really. Even even like say study with the home series or and then the newer work too. Yeah, it definitely always comes back to that. I think. Yeah. My next question is: How important do you feel formal art training is to an artist? Um, formal by art school. Yeah, art school, or say after, you know, like an undergraduate. Or... Well, as someone who didn't go to art school, I would say um, I not that important. It's important, I believe, um, to be determined and persistent, to have passion, and to stay curious. And I think, or I believe that um, within that, you're still going to find the information that you need to find as an artist that, you know, those universal principles of design and the techniques that you need to do to create the work you're going to do, that whether you get that in art school or not, if you're, if you have those qualities, you're going to find those answers to the questions to create what work you want to create yeah yeah i just had this thought this morning um how i don't know what made me think of it just some kind of experience but just the idea that you almost have to or you have to or can educate yourself in a way yeah um i mean i'm not against art school it just didn't wasn't something that happened for me and you know, as I got older, I just decided I'd rather be in my studio working. I always had the ability to track down people who would be willing to mentor me. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's, you know, there are a couple of local artists that worked with me initially to mentor me. And then I also, if I didn't know how to do something, and I still would do this, if I, I go out and find it, I either take a class or I connect with someone who will give me the the um, information to get done what needs to get done. (laughs) (laughs) So when creating a work, do you use any preliminary sketches or anything in that, of that nature? Um, I, I don't, my work is very processed based. So really the whole body of work might be considered a sketch. Oh, yeah. that it's an ongoing conversation. And if I get stuck on one piece, I'll start another piece. I, so there, I'll be moving back and forth between pieces. Um, just process, process, process. Because my work is about history. Um, so I'm building layers. And I'm not concerned about making mistakes as I work. Yeah. Um, mistakes, as you probably know, are sometimes the best thing that can happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oftentimes I'll get to a point in a painting and I'll think, oh, wow, it's great. And um, But I know I've got to go back in and destroy it. Yeah, yeah. Back to it. So in that sense, it doesn't matter if I destroy it or mess up because I'm I'm just working towards some resolution. Right. I like to think of what I'm doing as puzzles so i'm okay. figuring it out as i go along <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's amazing the the life that paintings can have that you know the world may never see because it's covered yeah let's uh, say i guess they put an x-ray on it or something yeah okay i guess that is possible 
nowadays. Um, yeah, I guess the which is nice when some some artists will make available like process shots or you know work in progress pictures or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, what is the most experimental thing you've done to a work? I guess it goes back to that issue of just um, working from a monkey wrench mentality. So, uh, yeah. you know, if it's working, I'll just draw big marks all over a painting yeah. to sort of make it look really bad. I don't know if that <laughs> <laughs> qualifies as experimental. Um, I've taken pieces, plaster forms, and glued them on paintings before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess maybe that's more qualifies as experimental. Um, I've cut holes in paintings. Yeah, isn't there... Um did I read on your website that I don't know if there if it's an actual like official collage or traditional collage that you use in some some of the work? Mm -hmm. Like say yeah. Yeah, I mean I, right now I'm not collaging, but I definitely have collaged um, off and on. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it 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 seems like it would be something that you would enjoy based on the the layering of imagery of you know almost throughout. You know. Yeah, a lot of what I'm doing right now with the layers is referencing back to rubbings that I take, different places that I visit. So the marks that come off of the rubbings are what I'm referencing back to. Yeah. Um, so um, that's part of the idea of layer. That's more of a conceptual idea of layering behind what I'm doing as well. How do you get yourself out of creative block? Well, because I'm process-based. Yeah. I don't really have blocks. Well, I don't like to think of them as blocks. If I'm, I'm just working all the time. So sometimes something might not be working. I'll move to a different direction, or I'll approach the same thing. Um, I'm not explaining that very well. <laughs> so what I might do if, if these drawing pieces are not working, I might just crumple them up, and then they become a three-dimensional drawing, and yeah, I yeah. work from that. So I'm always I'm always experimenting, and I'm always um, looking for different ways to do the same thing. So that yeah. that's part of my processes. What can I do? What what can I do that's different? Yeah. Um, it, is, would you say that relates somewhat to the monoprints that you've made? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed those. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, they all, I mean, they all feed off of each other. And I actually, the work that I'm doing now and the layering definitely comes out of the printmaking process. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it went from that idea that painters, most painters love that idea of push and pull to layering right. and then to going back to mixing that all together, seeing what happens. <laughs> what feeds your work more? Would you say your other work, looking at art, life, or something other than those things? Um, well, <laughs> I have to laugh because, you know, I, I suspect you do this too. I sort of eat, breathe, and, you know, live yeah. art all the time. And sometimes I, you know, cook or read and hang out with family or friends, but it, as they all know, it it is 
eventually all comes back to art anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess the answer to that question is um, all of the above. Sue, Danielson, and I take a break from the formal questions and talk a bit freer about the work. With the home series, uh, I I was just I was thinking about that in relation to your like your newer work, and how I was just trying to figure it out like on how to look at them, and like I think between the two of them, like say they call it, if it's safe to call them each a series, mm-hmm. um, like they they still have this sort of like you know, obviously the home people may think of as a, offering a sense of security, and and I think that, say, with you know the Hornet's Nest or the 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 works in, in the newer the newer series, they almost offer that too in a way, because there there's like a structure. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it in that in those terms. I think that's I think that's true though. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Maybe, you know, like even for my own work, I I don't always see connections. Yeah, it's always good to hear what other people see. Yeah. Fun. And- yeah, and it's um, sometimes you just do it, and it's not apparent to the artist who makes it. <laughs> yeah, are those times when you pull something out from years ago and you go, "Oh, <laughs> it's been yeah, it's just like this is right. <laughs> Now, one thing I wanted to ask you, and I don't know why this popped into my head, but like with the newer work, do you like? I was wondering if you think of them as being quiet. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think ultimately, yes. Um, But there's a lot of marks made in those. So getting to the quiet place requires a lot of work. Yeah, I know. It's interesting. You think it it would require less work. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Earlier, and, and maybe in some of those home series paintings, um, I was trying to skip some steps and make them quiet um, without making a bunch of marks. I was trying to simplify the process. And, you know, that worked to varying degrees. But for where I am right now in my painting, these seem more calm, even though yeah. they're, there's more. <laughs> There, um, just as you said that, I thought about ripples in water. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting analogy. I like that. But yeah, just like a drop in the middle, and then that's where all these lines and everything come from. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, and another thing is, like, I thought of them as being somewhat quiet, so that's why I asked you that question. And and yet I and I thought to myself, is it, but are they loud? Like, where am I coming from with that? I wasn't quite sure, but... Um. Well, if you'd asked me that question at the first of the year, I would have said they weren't quiet. Uh, but yeah. I did have um, one of the bigger pieces up in a show, and somebody came up and said how quiet it was. It made me reevaluate that. Yeah. That's always cool. It's it's nice to get feedback and yeah. how it can almost just help you process your work differently. Yeah, it's it, yeah. it can be good and bad. <laughs> right, I know you don't want to be steered too much. Yeah. <laughs> by perhaps by anything other than the work itself. Yeah. Now, there's something about space, and I can't, I haven't quite, I I don't feel like I have the words, but with the the home series, 
they they seem somewhat quiet too, even though some of the houses are actually like what appear to be levitating. Mm -hmm. And some may see that as like, oh my god, you know, this is a storm, or you know. But the I think the color and the light just like it's funny because you live in Seattle, the city, and yet those they they look like this sort of quiet, peaceful neighborhood that wouldn't be in a city in some way. But um, yeah, I. I have to say the neighborhood that I live in, even though it is in the middle of Seattle, yeah. is a pretty quiet little neighborhood. I mean, it's it's I've been there a long time. It's a really comfortable place for me, and so maybe that's what's coming through in those. Yeah, yeah. resonant or translates. Yeah. Yeah. I w I wanted to ask you if you feel like you've stepped back in some way, where uh, as far as like say the home series versus the newer work where, like, it's almost like the the newer work is, is, the point of view is from above, or they're, they're, they're moving backwards and forwards versus the homes where they're almost going up and down. Hmm. Well, that's really an interesting way to think about it. Um, there's a or say bottom to top, like the home, you know, like in space. Like. Yeah, no, I, I, that's really an interesting that's really interesting for me to think about. There, There is a series, an old series from 2009 that's not on my website um, that was playing around with the idea of sort of imaginary roadmaps against the shape of houses. So it, oh, yeah. it was actually doing both of those things. Oh, wow. Okay. So that, it's interesting. I, ha I hadn't even realized that consciously that now it's depth instead of, you know, up and down. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, it could be it's all visual anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. It's um it's true though, that is what's going on for sure. Yeah. I find it interesting because I feel like maybe you've taken the two and separated them and investigating them side by side in some way. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean space fascinates me, that's for sure. Yeah. It, it, I love well. It's perfect because this is idea of like the domestic. I'm not sure if that's um, like because you you've made some works with crochet and yeah. So you know the the crochet and the home and then the hive and it's it's just all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I never seem to get far from that theme. <laughs> the 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 newer work is I don't know what to call it beside the newer work. <laughs> <laughs> 2000 or current work as it is on your uh, website, but yeah, that that's that's there's a lot of mystery there for me, and as far as like how you how you have made these marks to come together, and I I I thought it was like as mostly being angular, and then some of the as you scroll down and you see some other works in the series that are actually there's some curvilinear lines underneath some of those layers. But yet, even with all the angular lines, it's still, like I said, it still has this like comforting sort of uh, feeling. Yeah, but. That's that's actually really nice to hear that. I think, um, you know, that idea of comfort, as as you were saying and going back to the home theme, I really think, um, although I hadn't articulated it before, I think that idea of comfort really is probably at the core of it, yeah. all of it, you know. So it's it's great that it comes through. Yeah, it's 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 well, as a like I said, I haven't seen them in person, but just like as far as like 
the theme, or if, if for lack of a better term, it's definitely like a thread running through, you know, the the years. You know, it's yeah. it's really interesting. All right, so this is actually um, this is one of my favorite questions. The can you use three to five words to describe your work? Um, process driven abstraction. I I guess I can formulate a couple of words if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, one of the first things I wrote uh, was was that they're still floating, mm. um, and they're that was mostly from the newer work. But I mean, and then obviously with the ho- the home series where they actually are, <laughs> yeah, they sort of levitate on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> There's another thing too. Like for me, I thought it was interesting that some of the the newer work. It, like they really take on like a like a head structure fe- like feeling, or or like imagery. It, I mean, like how you're almost like modeling these these paintings and drawings with you know like as if we we're a clay like just wet clay like with these wooden tools you know yeah, like yeah. I mean they're definitely not that heavy they're not heavy as clay like as they appear, but I guess it's just the facets and the you know the sort of back and forth like movement, which I thought was cool. Yeah, there's some, um, I can't remember now if they're on my website, but I I did create these um, three-dimensional pieces that I called memory sieves, and they are hanging in my studio all the time. Oh, okay, yeah. If if at any point I'm feeling, maybe this goes back to that other question of how you get out of a creative block, but I don't know if I'm, characterize it exactly that way but if i get sort of stuck in a painting uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll look at one of those and so those, okay. because they're three-dimensional that um they're not a exact replicant replicant well not easy for me to say you know what i mean <laughs> <It's not creating, laughs> oh sorry about that i'm not creating them exactly but they i definitely reference those when i get stuck yeah, you, you made me feel like personally. I just don't know if I look at anything other than other work, but not, not even necessarily my own. Yeah. Like it, it's 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 almost like you're taking and and you know you're it's like a life like a still life study or something. Yeah. Where, yeah, that's interesting. A bit of that, yeah. Yeah, there's also something for me. I felt like they look intimate to me. The the new like I I think I think I can feel like even though some of them are larger. I still feel like it's in like some sort of like like a nest that I can pick up. Like it almost invites me to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's cool to have that response. Um, they're definitely no matter what size they are, they're definitely an intimate process for me. I feel like um, there's something, and I, when I when I when I, I want to say the word folk, but I don't mean like folk art, you know? Yeah. Um, like. Like I think it has to do with domestic. It has to do with, you know, like say maybe what what was happening in the crochet works that you have, and then you know this idea that you know you can, like you have the hornet's nest, and and that that's where that's coming from. Yeah, you know? yeah. I I I mean it's there. I can't. I and I'm totally fine with that. I was also yeah. thinking about you know you were talking about that idea of landscaping in the background when you're painting yeah. Yeah. and it not being a literal interpretation and I think part of um, 
when I'm painting, I've sort of come to terms with the fact that sometimes it's landscapey. Yeah. Like that area. Well, it's definitely of nature. I mean, uh, you know, um, like whether it's its own, but it's like it may grow like nature does or an aspect of nature does or it it's – well, of course, some of nature can be not gentle, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but say the gentle part of nature and – like a surprise you know yeah yeah kind of thing yeah I think that that idea of surprise sort of is something that even though my work isn't sort of as immediate as what you're doing there's still elements of I think that idea of surprise that comes from what we're doing the way that we work even if it might be different up next I describe another experience that I had in response to looking at Sue Danielson's work. You really, it's almost like take, like looking at one of your paintings, you, your eyes are taken care of, but you put headphones on, there's a sound. Mm. So you get the, the sight and sound, and then something with, you know, mm. maybe you give the viewer something to smell and then taste. <laughs> that's like, that's the experience. <laughs> well, it you're really making me... Um, I wouldn't say I consciously thought about putting sound with with a visual work. I really like that. I mean, I know that's around, but I I haven't consciously thought about that. That's a really interesting idea. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't even say that it has to be. You know, like like that's just the 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 the, the way that I receive it. Yeah, yeah. As if I was doing all of that, like putting headphones on. I'm not saying you need to you know, make this interactive piece. <laughs> no, I, I didn't take it that way at all. I was just thinking in terms of, you know, um, just pondering that idea of if it's a sound, yeah. what it would be just for my own sort of um, different way of considering what I'm doing. Who are some of your favorite artists? Um, Any point in, you know, current or... Otherwise. Well, right now I'm sort of obsessed with um, an artist. It's, I don't know how to say her first name. She's either Swiss or German, and I can't recall that either. Perret Bloch, B-L-O-C-H. Um, oh, yeah. Do you know that artist? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. She um, works mostly monochromatically, and she's playing around with abstracting text, which oh, is yeah. not what I do at all, but I love the way she abstracts that. I mean, she does squiggle marks. I think it's the line that really attracts yeah. me to her work. But I'm also a big fan um, of contemporary artists, you know, Amy Selman, Charlene Bonheil are some of my yeah. favorites. Um, Maureen Galas, um, if you know her work, she does these very intimate um, houses on the landscape that are mesmerizing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Agnes Martin and Lee Krasner, but I also more contemporary artists. You know, Mark Mark Bradford, Laurie Pittman. Um, I look at a lot of graffiti art. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I love architectural drawing. That <laughs> 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 that'd be no good surprise, I suppose. Um, and I 
you know, more historically, I'm a huge fan of um, Deben Corn and the Barry figuratives. And, you know, you can't be a painter without liking Mirandi, of course. Oh, I love it. Yeah, or, you know, Matisse is somebody I've always spent a lot of time looking at as well. Yeah. Seems like there's always more work of his being uncovered and ex- ex- shared. Or... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I if if it, all else fails, I'll always go back to Matisse. So maybe Matisse would be um, the art I'd take to a desert island. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I should have that as one of my official questions. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I just wanted to thank you uh, for being on Oddcast. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed it. This has been Oddcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Thanks for listening, and keep the dialogue going. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Define abstract art. Oh, come on. Okay, here's a better one. What does this painting mean? <sighs> I'm getting nowhere with this. Forget it. Hotcast Home is A-H-T-C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks again.